Hi, and welcome to Talking to Artists, a casual weekly conversation where artists share their inspirations, process, challenges, and business ideas to give art lovers and aspiring artists a peek behind the curtain. I'm Kate Taylor, full-time Canadian artist and your host today. Thanks so much for joining us. So I'm very excited this week to talk to Vicki Carruthers. So for people who don't know her, well, once you've met her, you totally remember her because she's very energetic, very bright, full of joy. Her colors are full of joy. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to chatting with her. I'm going to bring her on board right now because I can see you're here. Cool. And for people who, who missed the 11 o'clock, because I know a lot of people can't make 11 o'clock on Thursdays, then Hi. I will have it uh, Instagram. <laughs> hey, how are you? No. Hello, so anyway, Kate. Hi, so good to see you nice and to see your to face you. and you always are so happy and optimistic and <laughs> well, <laughs> it's always so lovely to connect. Um, I like to have fun so um, and this is yeah, very sweet which, of you to ask me to chat with you today so thank you. It's um, it's fun. It's really it sweet is of fun. you and you've been well and it, it, no it's totally selfish really because it, it allows me to kind of reach out to people that I really like and have conversations and makes me kind of forget for an hour a week that I'm not actually trapped with social isolation and can't do my outdoor shows and can't talk to people and can't hug people and, you know, all that stuff. No, and I think COVID has created such amazing opportunities for people. You probably wouldn't be doing this, yeah. right? Like, it, it's amazing. Oh, at, so true. This has actually been on my to-do list for over two years. So I got wow. like the expensive microphone, figured it all out, but I never oh, really quite okay. had the time to do it. And I think that I didn't maybe have the... Well, it's a little bit intimidating, right? So I didn't really have the impetus to do it either. But uh, once COVID hit, I'm like, okay, now's the time. Because I think also people will be forgiving of technical challenges. <laughs> so now no, you do three months. I've been watching. Challenges. <laughs> I've been watching you. I've been watching you. And you do a very good job because this video thing is, like, I don't know where to look. Like, it's a, it's a weird thing talking on video. I know. I know. It's really strange. I find that with Zoom, too. But uh, anyway, so tell us what you're working on right now. What's got you t totally stoked? Well, it's a very, you got me actually at a really great time because COVID has created me to move forward and I'm revamping my whole website. So I have a phenomenal website team called Web of Words, super team in Newmarket. And because I decided I needed to offer prints, this is really exciting. This has gone crazy because I've had so many demands for prints over the last few years, like hundreds. And I can't keep up with my painting requests. So I'm hoping yeah. this will alleviate kind of people can get a, a print if they if they want to. So I redesigned my whole website, which I'm thrilled, and it's going to be launched um, the end of this month. I hired an amazing videographer from my cottage, Luke Smith, and he did a video and it turned out, so my inspiration is Georgian Bay. Uh -huh. So the video just captures my personality up there from my kayak and the water and the rocks. So I'm thrilled with that. Hired an amazing photographer, Nikki Mills, who came to the cottage and took pictures during storms and sunshine and like unbelievable it's just all the ducks lined up and um a great printer who does fulfillment and if we have time i could show you one of my prints beside an original and you you'll die like they're spectacular so my work being flat and colorful reproduces well so for me right now this is it's been a lot of work huge commitment, 
and but I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that someone moving their chairs next door? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I, was too, I was listening. I was just trying to cover my microphone. This is so not what, me. So it's That's interesting. Not. No, it, it's always me. It's always me. <laughs> That's a problem. So yeah. I'm interested to know actually more about the prints because I know that I've been asked also a lot of times and Julia Veenstra has had such success with prints has really been put every time I talk to her she's like Katie doing prints yet are you doing prints yet and I haven't quite been able to wrap my head around doing it I also am in a situation where I can't really keep up yeah. and so it would be a good thing to do I just haven't quite figured out how to reconcile it with business and um, how you kind of set it up so it doesn't end up being more work so can you talk a little bit about well, how you've actually structured that? It's actually going to be no work once it's set up. This is the most amazing good. thing. Now, your work's a little bit different. It, it, it's gorgeous. It's abstract. You, do, you paint a lot more than I do. So I can only get realistically 35 paintings done in one year. So when people are – I have 13 commissions lined up. So that they're looking – they're waiting. Wow. And so like you, like it takes me a week to do a painting. So – you know, from the design, from doing it, layering it, polymer outline, like it's a huge, it's a huge commitment. So I think prints for me is going to work amazingly. So the greatest thing is you just getting your e-commerce set up. So you have to archive the photos of the work. So on my new website, I'm only offering 15 images for print. So I, like right. I know Julia, she's got lots of images. I chose... Well, she's been doing it for a long time, too, though. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm sure gonna... she's built her inventory. Oh, yeah. And she's been my guiding light through this. She really has. Julia? She'll get all of us on prints eventually. I can know it. <laughs> yeah. I love you. I just saw her yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she sort of put it out on Instagram and was looking for a photographer because I've been worse person at archiving the images. And when they're gone, like... Each painting of mine is like a baby. So once it's gone, it's like they've gone off to university or something, never to see again. And um, usually when you buy a Vicky, you get me for life. You get me as a friend. My, con my connection with people, that's what my art's all about, is the relationship. I love everybody yeah. who buys my art. So, like, I've got a guy coming today buying a huge one. I've never met him. We, we chatted online. And I'm, he's so excited. And I'm so excited. And that's what happens, right? But... So yeah, I think that's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing about, uh, I think, especially these days when things are, you know, a lot of people are struggling emotionally and stuff. And then to, to basically bring something into your home that not only is really joyful by the actual painting of yours, but also to get a little bit of a Vicky energy into your home too is wonderful. <laughs> but um, so the print thing, Kate, you, you'll love. So once you get it set up, so I have my 15 images archived and photographed to the highest capability so now I have use of them for publication the other thing is I have use of them forever so I've archived the, the photographs so I can access uh, making a print of my work forever so I'm like thrilled so now that they're now when they're gone they're not really gone so I'm so thrilled right. so then I will offer varying sizes now the exciting thing for me is I'm only offering three sizes for the media that it's being medium it's being printed on so one it's being g clay which is the highest form of reproduction on canvas stretched gallery size with the black frame identical to my originals 
So the pay, so there, I'll show you before you leave. They're spectacular. And so what, and what's the price difference? Is it like a percentage of it's the original probably price? Probably a quarter. Probably a So that's quarter. a great deal. I, 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 I include the shipping. I include the frame. So if you're getting a G clay on canvas, you get the black frame, which my work needs. I mean, my work just doesn't seem finished without it. So, well, I think especially then, the black outline, it really echoes the black frame, it's just right? Really so, good. And then it yeah. keeps it. I think also it's protected for life. Like, you know, it doesn't get dented. The frame might get dented, but the art will always be protected. And um, he even puts like a polymer varnish on it. So for UV rays, he says the prints will last over a hundred years. And then I'm offering huh. it on a watercolor paper but they will get it rolled and they have to frame it. And then I'm offering it on a poster paper and it looks unbelievable on the poster paper. Like my stuff would look great for posters and billboards and all sorts of crazy stuff. So the greatest thing is, so they're going to go online. They're going to choose. And do you sign them? Want. Like, like so do you hand sign them or? What I decided because people asked if you order the G clay on canvas at the original size. So if the original painting was 30 by 30, you can probably get it at 20 by 20 or 40 by 40. So you can choose a side based on the ratio of the original. But if you order the original size, I w it's a limited edition of 100. So once that 100 is done, I figure once a year, every six, I'll rotate the images from my website. So I will remove some and I'll put some back and maybe let's say five of them are always being requested for print. Then I might change up the other 10 that maybe aren't moving just so I have control mm -hmm. of the images. But so what happens is I will sign the back and send the person a certificate of authenticity. That's a, it, that it's a limited edition. So they say for future oh, cool. for resale or auction or other things that will be more valuable. It'll be the next most valuable to the original. And they look oh, wait, they look unbelievable. So the cool thing is with my printer, Don, I'll do a shout out to him, who Julia uses. Poor okay. Don, he's going to get busy. So he's in Hamilton. <laughs> so my website will be set up. I will get notification on my phone. Kate's bought a print. She bought this size, blah, blah, blah. I get paid. And this, I get right away. You can't buy a print without paying me. The notification goes to Don. He sees it. Okay, I got to do a 30 by 30 stretched uh, G clay canvas. I got to wrap it. I got to put the black frame on it and I got to ship it. He does it all. So I just go, oh, <laughs> Kate bought a print. Peter bought a print. John bought a print. Okay. And I have worked with Don that we've worked through all the little nitty gritties of the color matching and everything and the, the canvas quality that he's working on and the varnish that he's used. And for my work, it's difficult to print in a lot of ways because it's flat shapes of color. So he has to go in and color match. Yeah. Like really boost it. And yours kind of like Julius would be probably easier to reproduce. Some of, some of it is easier. I mean, the wood, getting the wood grain, one of my challenges yeah. is I, is I for, if I forget to photograph it before I resin it, I can never get a good quality photograph. It just, Absolutely. even with proper studio lighting and everything. So that's part of the challenge. Yeah. I just have to remember to photograph it before I actually resin it. 
And then in a lot of cases too, the wood grain is, doesn't really show up as well. So I'm, I'm definitely thinking about it. I'm trying to figure out how to also create like yours to create a print that doesn't feel like it's kind of a slapdash print and a very inferior option to the original, right? I think it's more right. of a, it's a beautiful option to the original who people just, for people who just can't afford the original. And you, know? you could maybe I, pick 10, like you do a lot, maybe pick yeah. 10 of your most favorite. And Don also, I pay, he, I take all my finished pieces and he photographs them because he's a phenomenal photographer. And he'll send me uh, a, J a JPEG and a high resolution photo. So I have an archive of everything in the cloud for the rest of my life that I can access. And the cool thing about prints, I called this guy. He said, because someone said to me, what if I want to, okay, so the whole thing with my commissions now has changed. And this might be interesting moving forward for other artists out there that I'd like to share. So um, let's say I have a lot of people, most of my commissions are, you know, come to their cottage, do a sketch. They want their three trees. You know, they want a blue sky and they want my a Vicky painting. So absolutely, I go and we have this great connection. We have lunch, we have wine. That's the best thing. I know, yeah, I know. Out. Don't you miss all of that stuff? I miss that I stuff. And I delivering still, a painting and having wine and celebrating. And <laughs> I've still done it a little bit, I'm bad. But anyways, um, so the one right here is a finished commission. And so how I direct my conversation with them now is, I will do a painting that I love and you get first rights to buy it. So it takes the stress off. I've never asked for a um, down payment or anything on a commission. I've never had a problem with anyone taking the piece. But this way, yeah. I still have the rights to the image and I can print it forever. I think by Canadian copyright law, I believe you can anyway. Like you always own the image, even if they own the painting. But some clients are very... Don't like it. Yeah. They don't want it. So this is what my art guy, uh, uh, what's he, consultant told me. So if he wants, if he wants me to never print it, then I'm going to charge him twenty five thousand for that piece. I'm going to say that right because 100%. because it's your it's the make, revenue that's in that's embedded in the a, in the prints. Yeah, I can yeah. make a hundred thousand dollars off that painting in my lifetime, maybe. And yeah, but he said, don't forget, when I die, um, <laughs> heaven forbid, my daughters and my husband have total rights to all my work. I leave that so they can do whatever they want with it. So if they see that image, because they own the image, they could print it. So really, there's no guarantee that that piece. I look at Tom Thompson and Ted Harrison, Nor Norval Morrison. Like their stuff is being printed constantly, and who yeah. who's controlling that, right? So, you know, in the future, I think that the printing thing is exciting, Kate, because your work is going to live forever. It's going to go yeah. on and on forever. I'm all over the world. <laughs> no, but I, I'm excited about that for my family. No, I, I, th I agree. Like, I think it's actually, a, and someone was actually just recommending for mine, maybe documenting the wood panel first and then the painting on top of it and sort of almost superimposing it. It's kind of and an interesting kind so of concept. There's so much you could do, but you have to change yeah. uh, your website. E-commerce is a bit finicky. You have to have certain, I had to change to WordPress and blah, blah, blah to get it all yeah. lined up. Which, I think it was also the other thing I think will be just quite fascinating is the whole market research with that. Like you'll very much, and I do this with my little treasures, my six by sixes, but 
even more so with prints. Like you'll get a really good sense of which ones are the popular ones and which ones are, you know, not as popular based on what sells, right? That's kind of yeah, cool you never too. know, right? When you hate never. that being selling, right? Oh, always. How often does that yeah. happen? I was just talking to somebody in the studio the other day, and Karen, and she's just like, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I said, well, we're doing this outdoor show this weekend. Put it out there because, you know, someone else might love it the way it is. And sometimes the artist is not the best person to know if it's finished or not. You get so no, close to them. No, it's true. I've had paintings, like this is years ago, one of a kind, and a client wanted to come to the house. I was actually going to, like, rip the painting up. And they bought it. And I thought, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. My sister is terrible for that. And she was just like, I just painted over it. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> invariably, the universe says that somebody wants that painting a week after you paint over it, right? Yeah, you just don't know, right? Yeah. So, no. It, so it's exciting. Uh, it's a very exciting. COVID has done this for me in a sense that I think people seem to be making decisions and doing things and buying art and maybe because they have more time and they thought about something they're sitting at home they want to you know cover that wall i don't know the art world i'm, seems... de I'm definitely finding that i think i yeah. think it's not only that people are spending more time actually looking at their space yeah. that they live in as opposed to being in a hurry but i think the reality is is for a lot of people they have disposable income that was targeted and tagged for vacations yeah. and things like that that just are not happening in this foreseeable future. Um, I, did an out, I did a show a couple of weeks ago, and, and I had quite a few it? people say, oh, it was amazing. Like, we had, yeah, we had about, this was before the limitations to 25 people, mm -hmm. but we had about 600 people over the weekend. Wow. And everyone wore masks. Everyone signed their contract tracing form. There was never more than a few people in the tent at a time. So that was amazing. And we're doing it again this weekend at Art Alchemy as part of Art oh, Walk Square. That's but there were quite a few people, too, that specifically made the decision to buy art now to support local artists, which Isn't I thought was nice, also really eh? wonderful. Yeah. That's fantastic. Wow. No, good so for you. So it's interesting, you mentioned Nouvelle Morisot, and I can totally see that Group of Seven is an influence, and Nouvelle Morisot makes a lot of sense, and I love his work. I've loved his work for years as well. And it just, uh, I had, it's so funny, because I'd never actually connected your work with Nouveau Moore. So, and then I read that, I'm like, oh, of course, it's such an obvious connection, like just with the energy and the outlines and the color palettes and capturing of nature and the optimism. He, he was my number one influencer in, in, in how I paint. Like People say group of seven. I say group of one. Tom and I paint the same trees, but, mm -hmm. I, and I love seeing their work, but I don't really feel I'm influenced but Norval Morso, years ago, I, two things happened. I, I taught art at a good friend of mine's camp for over 16 years. And she built this studio. It's Campo Conto. It's an amazing place for young girls. All my girls went. And she built a studio. And she said, Vicki, I never learned how to, to do art growing up. I want you to come and teach the girls art. So it wasn't crafts. Oh, how it was fun. Art. It was for 16 years. My girls went to this incredible place north of Kingston. So... When I arrived to the studio, this is 20 years ago or more, one of her friends, as a thank you for having your daughter at camp, gave her a book on Norval Morso. I have it here. And it was on the table in the studio. And I opened it up. And so when I taught for years, I used his imagery of shapes and color and law outline because the line always gives you success. And with kids, when I taught in the school systems, Every image I used, whether it was something abstract, landscape, facial things, animals, I did the same thing. Shapes, color, 
line and it was all from him and my red skies that are my most popular are because of him his red and if you stand in a room at the McMichael by yourself which I did by fluke once surrounded by his work like it's mm -hmm. unbelievably emotional the color so I yeah. think it it moved me and it took me a while to be confident to show these and because they were so they're kind of different right I got a little they're bit different, of that. but I I do I do think there's a part of the Canadian psyche as well that is kind of almost primed to really thrive on that red background and that red kind of element or outline that that the, a lot of the group of seven used. Like you see that in a lot of uh, like Julia the way Julia yeah. paints and Gordon paints Harrison, a lot of people were there first. Yeah. yeah, which I think and my sister too. I think she uses fluorescent pink right now. She's in that kind of phase, but no, she does amazing. create a, yeah. a really interesting um, I think dynamic and energy to the paintings. Yeah, the red is, I call it red is best, like that book, you know, because the red yeah. just, and I could, so I don't know if I should say this live on Instagram, but one of my major um, biggest clients of all is men. So all you men out there, come on over. Um, <laughs> I would say 75%. Go hang with Vicky, she's super fun. 75% are men. They That's love interesting. red. And yeah. they, it's simple, not saying that men are simple but they see something in it and many times they go oh my god i was just there oh my gosh it reminds me of this oh, and they have always influenced their wives or or partners or whatever to to buy things it's always it's a lot of times the men which i just think is fascinating I, no i think that's i think that's interesting too in, in my kind of experiences in my painting as well because i obviously use a lot of color as well i totally agree with you that the men are driven towards the oranges and the reds like when I do an outdoor show, I almost invariably put a piece that has a lot of orange in the background in the back of my tent because I know it'll bring men in. And the women tend to buy more of my aquas and turquoises and more right. tranquil awesome. kind of pieces. It's funny, eh? Like, yeah, that interesting. So. Maybe it's just, maybe it's a confidence. I mean, to buy a red painting is a bold decision too. You know, it really yeah, it it dominates the space. And maybe there's just a confidence level there that... Maybe more men feel than women when they're buying those kind of bright colors. I don't know. It'd be interesting to do the psychology of that. <laughs> I don't know. It's been uh, it's been very interesting over the years. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, I like that. Totally. You obviously were, were were at this camp you were doing, but then you've also created I think classes through the art maker. Is that like a separate business, or is that just kind of how you structure your art business? Or so that's a long time ago. So art maker. So when I taught at camp and then my girls were young in school in York region, I always would help out with the art part for, you know, that's where I'd volunteer was with the art. And a teacher came up to me and asked me if I would do a special thing in my kid's school where um, I would teach every single class in the whole school, uh, an art program. And at the very end we had a festival of the arts. So every kid in the school had a piece hanging. It was probably That's the most cool. remarkable thing I did. I did it for about five years. One school, we built totem poles at the front. Uh, the, the whole school was involved. All the kids um, built five totem poles based on images of education and what they felt school was. So there'd be a big apple on the totem pole. They were flat totem poles, but very, like, they were amazing. But that mm -hmm. that experience was influenced me in my work today because just, I would give like I did at camp, 
I would only give certain colors. I never gave browns, beiges, beiges, grays. I always had colors that were bold. I always taught them about use your imagination and the world, like trees don't have to be green. Once you give children the permission. ability, permission, that's the word, to do it on their own. So I have a portfolio of the work they did and I was in complete awe. A lot of things were out, but we used different surfaces like old LPs, uh, driftwood, we used stone, we did collage, we did wire. So every class had a different experience. It was a five years of like, I worked hard because it's a lot of work when you're a teacher. And at the end yeah. of it, there was a time I just kind of said, like 15 years ago, I said, that's it, I'm done. It's my time. And it, all those influences what is how I paint today. Because when I was at Queens for fine arts, it was all black and white lithography. I had a real difficulty yeah, we with color. So very abstract, uh, very yeah. abstract, flat, which is still good. But um, so the childlike symbol, symbolically fun, energetic pieces, like every child did a successful piece. It was really my, so, art, so I called my business the art maker back then. So the art maker is my email that is just stuck. And um, oh, that's, that's cool. So the odd time yeah. now, if, if someone asks, I'll do a little workshop, which I did a couple of days ago at a beautiful place, Waverly Farms. Yeah, I saw the that. Girl, she owns the property and she does workshops. And she asked, it's my second one. And it's the most fun day. And there's so many people that are dying to paint or get, get out and be creative. And it just gives them the opportunity to come and, you know, look at life through child's eyes and just have fun. And they do amazing work. Oh, you I know? found that too. Cause you know, Angela and I run creative adventures and it's designed for, to help people just tap into their creativity. Like we're non-artists yeah. and to enjoy it and embrace the serendipity and have fun with it and stuff. And it is amazing that people really go into it not thinking they're going to be able to produce anything that they're going to be proud of. And at the yeah. end of the day, they're always blown away. And it's, I, and they keep saying, oh, you're a great teacher. And I'm not. I said, it's not about the teacher. It's about giving you permission just to yeah. enjoy so your creativity, right? You've got Where it inside you. That? Where do you do that? Well, we actually did a couple at Alton Mills, the art oh. center. So we tried to actually partner. So this was a, these are like full day events. And so we try and partner uh, it with a, within an art gallery so people get exposed to art. At Alton Mills, it was great because there's art studios, so people mm -hmm. could go through the studios. And then we did encaustic. We've done hand-painting silk scarves. We partnered with Petroff Gallery and did a, I did an abstract painting class. So, wow, you know, we drink fun. some wine. It's super fun. Yeah, we really enjoy it. And then when COVID hit, we kind of, a lot of people said, oh, you should go online. And I'm like, part of the fun of it for me is that energy of getting together and doing a bit of improv and being goofy and, yeah. Yeah, and enjoying no, that experience. Absolutely. No, yeah, I agree. so we'll resurrect it again because it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I've had a lot of people actually reach out and sort of say, well, when is it going to open again? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's not up to me. <laughs> I know. I think but. she just squeezed in because the barn was all open and outside and airy. But now yeah. it might be. I know because we were we were starting to talk again with PI actually to do a one in there because they've got quite a large space and we can have lots of. But now that the uh, rules have changed again, I'm not sure if that's actually going to be feasible. But yeah, I was talking. I just wanted to sort of share too, like because I know I've only done a little bit of teaching, and a friend of mine invited me to teach at the school for the deaf, and I same thing. I taught every every child in the school. And it was also just a fascinating experience. And so I went through my basic, this is how I do my backgrounds and blah, 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 blah. 
but I thought it was really interesting to, first of all, communicate. You know, I had to be really conscious of how I was communicating because they are deaf, so I had to make sure that I was really enunciating properly and stuff, which was kind of interesting. And then they would you know, make a joke between themselves, and they would all laugh. And, of course, I wouldn't be part of the joke until they translated it for me. But the cool thing was is how they can take the same instruction and create their such a vastly different array of, of final pieces. And same thing. It was just quite remarkable, the quality of the work. And, you know, oh, this is beautiful. Fun. Well, it was a friend of mine, and it was really fun. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Like, I'm, I have to tell you, I'm sort of shallow because I'm really motivated by, like, is it going to be fun? If it's going to be fun, I'll do it. <laughs> if not, I'm not interested. Well, and you get a bunch of women together, and it's fun, you know. It is. It yeah, is you fun. throw in some mimosas. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's great. So yeah. I'm really kind of missing those. I'm looking forward to resurrecting those again. But that will happen. We'll have to do something together. That'd be fun. No, I would love to do it. I would love to do it. It's funny because Jane Fleetwood Morrow, I, you know, you know. Oh, well, you interviewed I her. I interviewed her last week. Yeah. So years ago, we taught together. Like she was at, what was the school she was at? Crescent Boys Crescent? School. And yeah. I would come in. We did a couple of workshops together. And then she also taught at the same camps. So we did stuff together. It's fun to get together. As an, I'd love to do something with you. Um, I love yeah. to give back. I love to share and give back anything, anything anyone wants. I, you know, I just love that about the arts, you and me and sharing and being together. It's, that's I know. Important. And it's such a great, it's such a great art community. Well, it's so funny because at the artist network, everyone laughs at me now because my mantra is like a rising tide floats all boats. So like <laughs> help where you can, <laughs> you help another artist and the whole industry gets helped. Right. No, that's but, a great. Yeah, I'm community. like, I'm with you as well. I like that. I think it feels good. And I had a lot of people help me when I was starting out. So I think some yeah. of it is, you know, pay it forward, right? Help where you can. Yeah. I love the young kids when they, at Artist Project, you know, when they come and speak to you. I just, oh, I, I love, love them that. too. Yeah. Yeah. So and the cute. students that have their, you know, their lists of, yeah. can I take your photograph? Question? I've been told I have to ask permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's cute. Yeah. We're lucky, Kate, that we do what we do. I feel grateful and blessed. Yeah. Really. Me too. You know. Yeah. And so what else, what's kind of in the future then? You're obviously going to launch your prints and that's going to be amazing. I'm looking That'll forward to seeing good. that. I, I am just, well, I personally, I just had a grandson. I'm having another grandchild in December. Oh, uh, lovely. We're, we're closing our cottage. We've been up there all summers and my husband built me a beautiful studio on the island. So that was a, a, a joy. But I have to really work hard. I, I have these commissions that I've said. I'm excited to create something for each person. And that keeps me motivated. It's the, you know, it's the connection with the person and the delivery and the excitement of, I don't know if I just sometimes, my husband would say, if you just went and painted every day, would you have the same motivation to paint as hard as I do? I, I, you know, part of me would love to hire someone to help me paint. Like, you know, Brito, you know, Brito? So he yeah. has a whole enterprise of people that paints his, but I change my colors right up to the very last minute. So, you know, I just thought if they're filling in the background. I know, but I, I think I, part of it too, don't, is, the, is the energy of the piece. I'm not so sure you get the same energy if, you, if someone else is be, outlining it for you. And they'd probably have formulaic. Bumps. Yeah, they'd have bumps and stuff that I'd hate and it would bother me. And, and each piece is like you, it's, it's, it's your, it's your baby. And I'm, so excited about each piece so I got I'm excited actually to be about kind of getting home and in this studio and working hard 
and lots of wonderful family stuff. I actually, you should apply. I applied to that artist residency outside of Paris. Oh, in France, Charlotte, Chateau Quaveri, or or something. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're because I've been following them for ages. Julie Hawkins went a couple years ago. Yeah. So I deferred it because it was supposed to be in this November, which I was over thrilled because I was going to take huge rolled canvases. I was going to be like back at university with the huge canvases, and I was just going to do crazy landscapes. But I deferred it till next October, the last two weeks. You should apply and come. I will. You apply. Okay, last two weeks of October. So what? So you have to obviously go through the application process. Have you done a lot of artist residencies, or is this a new thing for you? Julie Hawkins did it, and she said, "Vicky, you should apply." And I was just ready for something, something new. I was just like, I want to do something for me, and and you know, just I want to do a bit of travel. And when I saw this, and I actually emailed a lot of people who had gone, just because I, sometimes I'm not confident about making that decision on my own. And everybody who replied, now we're, we're all friends on Instagram, Vicky, you got to go. Amazing experience. So like 25 other artists from all over the world, you connect, amazing food, great places to run. And then you can piggyback. I was going to have my daughters come out and spend five days in Paris after as a treat. Like oh, I've had that two weeks. I like you like even like this. I just love I love the artist project because yeah. we connect with all the artists. I, I yeah. love it. I, I really and, miss that this summer. Uh, you know, yeah, and getting together. So I think this is another opportunity to just grow and uh be have yeah. fun and be crazy and drink French wine and eat croissants and just totally. get out of your comfort zone. You get your own studio 24-7 all day. They feed you. Like, what that, kind Yeah, of holy, what a luxury. I, I know so, it's funny because my sister and I have been talking about, like, I'd love to do an artist residency with her and do a collaboration where the two of us work on something that's inspired by where the residency is. Right. And just, I don't know, that would be really fun, too. I'll have to get her to join, too. You the should have her apply. <laughs> yeah, I know I they're still taking, because a lot of things have been deferred and people maybe canceled and... It, and so know. do you have to apply with a, with a concept of what you're looking at doing? Or no. is it just like, this is the work no. I'm doing and they, take they because I'm at, great? They, they, you, I think you have to write why you want to. Sure, your website, lots of questions, um, and then you wait. I don't know. It wasn't that difficult to, to apply. Like, it wasn't a lot of okay. uh, your portfolio, of course, you know. And just keep bugging them. Like, I bugged them on Instagram. I connected. Before. Yeah, no, it's funny. It just, it just occurred to me because I was following them on Instagram and I was seeing their stuff a lot and I haven't seen their stuff for a while. So I don't know if that's an Instagram algorithm probably because it was always my reminder of like, oh yeah, I really should. I really should do apply. It. I really should do think it about today. it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Do it, baby. I'm going to commit to you. You're going to be my <laughs> accountability buddy. I'm going to commit okay. to doing that. You know, the weekend's coming. You can work on it on the weekend, you know. So. Yes, after my show on Saturday. <laughs> okay. So that's nice. It's going to be nice on Saturday. It's going to be a I think so, day. yeah. It's, it's very interesting, too, because with all the uh, COVID protocols, you know, you have to kind of just really think about, like, is there's going to be six of us in a, outdoors in a parking lot, so it's going to be, you know, pretty safe and people wear masks and stuff. And See, so there you're uh, connecting. Yeah, I'm, at a, I'm at a wedding on Saturday, so just a small oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, I mean, but no yeah, dancing. it has to be. Yeah. No dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't sing. <laughs> I mean, I've got the COVID plus 
10 and I don't know if my dress fits, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> don't you find you've been eating and drinking too much? Anyways, I have. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I'm, I think I'm definitely doing the COVID-19. I think I'm up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there's still time to lose the weight before you go to Paris and then eat croissants. No, because you got to eat the food and the French food and the, oh, they, totally talk to Julie. She says it was life altering. She made a best friend from somewhere in the States. Yeah. Uh, I've talked to, I've talked to a fantastic. number of people who've done, you yeah, have done residencies recently and I'm, I definitely, it was like you, it was on my list of things to do in 2020. Um, just cause I think that it's nice to push out of your comfort zone and do something different, go to someplace different. I'm the whole travel for art mantra is something I'm really trying to live my life by. It's so much challenging this year than, than past years. Yeah. And it's the, it's in uh, the air, region of Champagne, I believe mm. Champagne, just South of Paris, four hours South of Paris, beautiful countryside. Oh. Like Lovely. gorgeous. Then you could spend a few days in Paris and shop. Yeah. Oh, and she showed me this, uh, there's an art store in Paris. Die is it called Chauvin? You, yes, you've been there. I did, yeah. And I've just run out of my most amazing green that I got there, which I'm now trying to figure out if I can order it. But it's just like, oh, to order it from Paris is really expensive. If you don't go and I, I go, I'll pick it up for you. Okay. And I, I knew it, you know, when I bought it too, I, 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 took, I videotaped on my uh, Instagram the shop because it was such a beautiful, quaint shop with all these wooden shelves and the colors were just so juicy they were so wonderful and but kind of expensive so even as I was buying these small tubes of paint I'm like I know I'm going to regret not buying more and buying bigger bigger tubes which I did totally wow. regretted yeah I, that that excites me just going to the like an art store like you know we get excited about oh, yeah. an art store like just yeah a new brush my favorite was in but... Seattle I think it was Daniel Stevens when okay. they, they create watercolors and they were creating these line of acrylics where they actually would grind down lapis lazuli and stuff. So they were all just beautiful duotone colors. And my sister and I went there. I think we spent about four hours there because it's huge. And they're like, wow. oh, would you like to try some of this? Do you want to try some of this paper? Would you like to try this paint? And we're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> we sat there. We wow. goofed around. for Yeah, it was probably four hours. And bought, wow. of course, a ton of stuff because it was beautiful. And then they discontinued their acrylics and I was just so upset. Oh, what acrylics do you use? Um, I probably use mostly the Liquitex heavy body just because my work's really textural and I like it to not yeah. fall off my palette knife. But it kind of depends. I find I'm not, I'm not really committed to one brand. It's more that I like different colors and different brands. Right, right, right. And Liquid Mirror from TriArt is one that I could never paint without. Like I have to have that. It's in everything. It's liquid what? It's called Liquid Mirror and it's Mirror. like a super metallic, shiny, almost like a shiny uh. white silvery white yeah and I, I mix it with everything I noticed that in your work yeah yeah Beautiful. it's ridiculously expensive but I love it <laughs> yeah it's worth it though I would spend more money on art supplies than anything I would give up yeah. food <laughs> <laughs> no I well I, lo I love that there's a meme that's going on Instagram too it's just like you know this is what uh, people think a hundred dollars worth of art supplies looks like and it's like all these stuff and it's like this is the reality of a hundred dollars of art supplies and it's two tubes of paint <laughs> I know. Like when I get the bill, I kind of go, really? Oh. What, what do you like? Golden, what do you use? I use golden fluid because because mine's layers and layers and I don't want any bumps. But there's yeah, it's a couple, very, very smooth. And the colors are spectacular. Like the phthalo blues or greens and you add white to, I don't know, I can't say the word online, but it's that exciting for me. And 
Liquid Tech, I love their soft body. They have a lime green. Do you know their lime green? Oh, I, I love the lime it. green. Yeah, they're so I, I mixed a bit of Liquid Tech and Golden, but Golden has been because I like the fluid because it gives me yeah. the flatness. Well, I use the fluid acrylics for golden fluid acrylics staining the wood. Right. Like I mix that with an airbrush medium, so it's like super, super translucent. Then that's how I can kind of build up those layers. I'd like to try resin, but you have to do it on the wood, right? No, well, I yeah, did canvas do, right? at the beginning, but you have to support the canvas. And I'm always nervous because the resin is not flexible, that if the canvas flexes, it's going to crack. Okay. So like wood is a lot them. easier. But for Maybe sure, especially a small one, you could winter. easily do. Just a little yeah. mini one. Oh, I'll okay. come over and help you. I'll give you some okay. tips. Come, where do you live? Where do you live, by the way? <laughs> I'm in Toronto, Young Lawrence. But didn't you, You're yeah, Aurora, right? My, my husband grew up on, in Young, right at Young and Lawrence on uh, Limstone. He, oh, okay. His whole life. Yeah, I know that's um, yeah. But I'm in Aurora. But didn't you just buy a cottage, your parents' cottage or something? It's my parents' cottage north of Kingston, yeah. No, Charlotte what Lake, Lake area. Okay. It's 13 Island so, Lake, so it's really small. So, Charbot Lake, the camp I worked at for 16 years is on Eagle Lake, right there. Oh, I know Eagle Lake. Yeah, so a friend of mine has a cottage on Eagle Lake. Yeah. You see the sign, oh. Camp Oconto. Yeah. You'll have to go in and say hi to Lisa. I love that area, and I love that landscape. So, it's yours now. It is. Yeah. That's exciting. I saw that. That's really exciting. It is. I mean, it's been a family. It's my family's cottage, so I've been there for many years. But it's interesting how when it's yours, all of a sudden you're like, hmm, maybe I need to put an art studio in. Maybe I need to do this. You, you know? need to put a studio in. Put a studio and go and hang yeah. out. Well, and I paint you know? outside there, which is great in the summer, but not so easy in the winter. So definitely right. thinking about that. And we put in wow. Wi-Fi so I can actually work up there. Fantastic. So. No, I was very happy <laughs> yeah. for you. It's nice to have a place to get away you know yeah for sure well I think we're coming to the end so I'm going to ask you my Kate's quickies questions uh-oh. uh-oh do you have any studio rituals that you kind of always do <laughs> CBC radio I I don't paint without CBC radio I don't I mean my studio if I gave you is a disaster and I guess I I live I I work within a disaster but my rich I don't I love to have my CBC radio on I feel like I'm with yep. someone. So ritual, that would probably be it. Otherwise, I'm a, I live in the disaster. An organized <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Okay. I always feel more creative, frankly, in an organized chaos anyway. It's really clean. Says, I just don't feel creative. <laughs> well, I mix all my paints and put them in these jars. So my colors are all mixed by me. And I got jars, if I showed you, everywhere. Keith comes up, my husband, and says, I'm the, I don't you touch those jars because that's from a painting <laughs> Then I know where it is and it's not finished. Like, don't yeah. touch anything. Because, don't move anything. And that, it, that so it, it is quite, artists are kind of quirky that way, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I know. It's, it is nice to have. It's one of the reasons I like having my space at Art Alchemy, right? Because I can just, it could be total disaster. I can just turn the light off and walk out the door. And it's going to be exactly the same way when I come in the I next know. day. Aren't we lucky? Do you listen to anything? Uh, well, it's funny because I actually listen to CBC all the time. And I, when I used to do a lot of driving, and I really do miss that. So, I've been listening to the podcast Art Juice, which I'm kind of enjoying. Oh, okay. Art and Juice. Art Juice. Yeah, these two uh, women in England, and they just kind of talk about art stuff. Like, it's one of those podcasts that okay. would be totally boring if you weren't an artist, but I quite, find it quite fascinating. Okay. And, okay, so not including your artist residency, where would you like, where's your dream place to travel? Well, 
Keith and I went to Africa. I can't tell you, South Africa, Cape Town, outstanding experience of my whole entire life. Like I don't even know if I could beat that, but I want to go to New Zealand. Like I love the outdoors. Africa's supposed to be beautiful. I like cities. I'd like to hike. I like like wide outdoors and and I, I like the animals to see the animals in their natural habitat in Africa. Like I highly recommend anyone to go there. It was it was unbelievable. So hmm. I feel I had my dream trip. Really, I was supposed to go to Morocco in two weeks. I was looking forward to that. But oh, it's not happening. It'll happen. It will sometime. Okay, it will. Yeah. It will happen. It'll Just be not, better. Just not in two weeks. I guarantee you. <laughs> exactly. I know. Well, you can come to Aurora. I can make Okay. That's almost the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a pool and I got, you know, you can come and hang out. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, let's I can do that. get dressed, dressed up and we can, uh, <laughs> I can make you some Middle Eastern food and stuff like that. So, mm, anyway. Okay. I'm there. That sounds perfect. And do you have like a big hairy ass goal of what you'd like to achieve in the next couple of years? My dream is to do a children's book. That's oh, one of cool. my big, I have a, a, a young friend of mine who's just become a, her first book called Women Before Wallace. Uh, she's 32, family friend, my niece. She just became a best time seller first book, but she's going to help me write mm -hmm. my children's book. I'd like to be published. I'd like to, I'd like to be her dream for my art. I don't know. I just got something about being published and, and write it and do a children's book. Something like oh, that. Oh, it sounds lovely. That's all. Cool. Well, I think we're just following Julia's footsteps. <laughs> She's done that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's done yeah. everything. She, her energy. <laughs> Julia, I'm just going to copy listening? her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julia, if you're listening, we're just going to copy you just to warn you. <laughs> you know what's so good? All of us were very community minded and sharing and giving and supporting. And I think that's. Yeah. It's, it's my I think goal. It's amazing. To, I'd like to do something with all of you. Have a separate show of us incredible women. Yeah, and we'll just call it like kick-ass women. Kick-ass women. Kick yeah. And actually, <laughs> okay. a bunch of us from Queens want to have a, that we graduated 30, 40 years ago. Oh, 40 years ago. Have a show. Oh, that would be cool. So, Well, I have to let you go because I want to make sure I have time okay. to actually uh, save this. So okay. thank you so much. It's been so that fabulous. Great, I really Kate. enjoyed it. Loved yeah. it. Very I loved it too. I could have talked for another me. hour. That's a problem. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. And Thanks. I look forward to seeing one, your prints. Uh, no, I've got another, I think I've got another five or six oh, planned. Okay. So we'll see. See what happens. Any help you need with the prints? Just I definitely uh, will. Yeah. I think I need to start to pursue that. And I'm going to apply for my residency. I've committed okay, to Okay, let you. me know. Do that. Okay, I will. Can. Love you. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much. It was great. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, that was great. Thank you so much for joining me with Vicki. She is such a, a joy and a delight to chat with. And next week, we've got Nora House from PI Fine Arts. And so she's going to talk a little bit about how to purchase art as a collector, especially in the times of COVID. And as an artist, how you should approach art galleries. So I'm hoping that you can join us. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming here. And we'll see you next week for Talking to Artists.